Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for our time together as we journey through life, Lord, as we contemplate your word, as we seek that which is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. We pray, Father God, that this morning you have mercy upon us and that you forgive us our sins and uh, every expression of disobedience and rebellion to your word. We pray, Father God, that your word would be a good seed planted in good heart that would give forth good fruit, Lord. We pray, Father God, that you'd have mercy upon us and allow us to experience life from your vantage point, that you being the author of life, also be the finisher of the expression of our time here upon the earth, Lord, preparing us for eternity, preparing us to reign forever with you, Lord. We pray that your word not return void, but that it would be, Father God, uh, a double-edged sword that would penetrate the deep part of our being and transform us, Lord, that we not be the same after today, Lord. And we give you thanks for your provision. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So, In the present age, we've talked about the deterioration and the fragmentation of the family structure. Um, I I can't foresee that uh, anyone we talk to today would be able to have a clear understanding of what these two institutions are. Uh, Marriage, the joining of spouse... Um, and we've heard this morning about arranged marriages. We've heard all sorts of story as to how people come together. At the marriage conference this weekend, we heard that uh, all of the world, marriage is defined as uh, coming to do life with someone you don't know, and um, they thought that that was an indigenous practice, but it's not. It's, it's the reality of all those relationships that come together. Um, I want to define marriage as the most difficult relationship amongst men. Uh, For a long time, uh, I was in the legal practice doing a lot of family law, and I saw the dynamics of the difficulties of two people trying to do life together and culminating at an office asking uh, to put end to the relationship. So thank the Lord Many of the people that would come to my office had the opportunity to invite Jesus Christ into their life and ask God to lead them in the way of marriage. And many, many, many uh, families were rescued and many marriages were saved. Uh, It's it's our uh, passion to see God heal marriage. Um, And, you know, somebody came up to me yesterday and said, look... uh, I think they said that we've been married 37 years and there's still a lot of work to do and there's a lot of uh, things to correct. I've been married for 25 years and uh, still trying to uh, fall in the perspective of what I see Jesus Christ and what he says in the word of God about marriage. And, And there's no doubt that if a woman is married to the character of Christ, she is enjoying that relationship, and she is, uh, she is 
fulfilled and satisfied in that expression. So we tell the men all the time, the closer you get to be like Jesus Christ, uh, the more your family is blessed and your marriage is prospered. And to be foreign to the character of Christ, and, and we say that he's the one that, that put together the concept of marriage, and he's the one that defined it and expressed it and wants to prosper it. So um, this morning, I, I just want to let you know that we're living in a time of great peril and destruction for the marriage relationship. Um, the more we see, just like we just saw in this video, um, they were not able to celebrate the essence of the union. They're all in the semantics and the exterior uh, appearance, and they never get to the depth of what God intended in the union. So if I were to talk to this young man right there, I would say, run, Forrest, run. Uh, leave that sinister existence of a foolish woman who's not connected to the heart of God and doesn't know what God desires. Well, our, our youth are uh, so constantly bombarded by everything that is not the essence of that relationship that they pretty much don't even know what to do. Uh, in the days of my parents, uh, there were people like Elizabeth Taylor and they were uh, Catherine Hepburns and all these classical uh, American celebrities that they made total nonsense out of the family structure and relationship. And uh, Elizabeth Taylor, by the end of her life, had 10 marriages. And, and you see the, the failure of the family unit. Uh, a lot of these people who had children, uh, the children were the casualties of the selfishness of these two entities that they didn't even have a clue uh, how to put it together, why they were together, and how to, they, they didn't know how to stay together and enjoy this thing. Um, part of the expressions of the long-term scenario of marriage, because marriage was not supposed to end, period. It's a, it's a perpetual construct with respect to death do us part. We're supposed to be together forever, and forever is a long time. And so um, you need to put it together in a manner that it has a proper foundation. Uh, the Bible talks about um, building on the rock and not on the sand. Uh, to be able to understand that the Word of God, we could go over there to Matthew. Um, and I, I used to share this to my clients the whole time as they were trying to understand how to do life, I, I would say, listen, the Bible clearly says that when you put things together, put them together in such a way that they will last. Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 24. And this is the only saving experience for marriage in the family. And, and we cut to the chase. And a lot of people want to talk about a lot of different things but Jesus says, whoever, doesn't matter who they are, whoever hears these sayings of mine and not only be a hearer but do them, 
I will compare him or liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So I, I get to hear a lot of stories about how people are building and where they're building and who do they go to to get the construct of what they think about what they're building. And so he says in verse 25, this wise man, when the rain descended, problems that are spiritual in nature, the things that come from above, and I can tell you that in the marriage relationship, there's huge spiritual battle, huge. So you need people that know how to govern the heavenlies. They know how to discern the spiritual. They know how to rebuke devils and demons and declare the word of God, like William was saying about Maryland. Uh, the floods came. Floods usually come from beneath, and they drown you out, and hell's rain coming in like a flood. Uh, some people were describing their marriage relationship, saying, I think it was uh, Claudia Jules, Pastor Claudia, uh, Pastor Jules and Claudia, they were saying that, are you prepared for the storms of life? And build like you are. Some of you guys are building with ha- uh, hay and straw and things that are not put together right. When these floods rise, when the rains fall, when the winds blow, talking about hurricanes and tornadoes, uh, when they were rebuilding my house, uh, Louis Rodriguez, an engineer, was putting it together like a bunker. I said, Louis, this thing is going to withstand uh, Category 5, Category 6, Category 7 hurricanes. And they know. They know what's in the elements and what, what is in the landscape, so they build accordingly. And the Bible says when this man built on the rock, all these three things, the rain, the floods, and the wind, blew against that house and beat them, and it did not fall for it was founded upon the rock. There's a foundation there that's immovable. And that rock is Christ. That rock is the word of God. And so, um, we, 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 many times we don't prepare for that. Many times um, we're, we're, we're coming together with people that have no clue. Uh, I just met with a, a girl this week. Um, she saw the bus go by. Her mom did, Patricia, and she says, my, my daughter, Nicole, five months ago, her marriage entered into a horrible storm, and now they're separating. They have two small children, and, and so I was talking to them about, did you guys want to build a family? Did you want to build a marriage? Did you want to put it together in a way that it would be strong? And have you ever heard of these things? And, and this girl is 32 years old, 34. She says, no. I have no clue what you're talking about. So we're living in those times where people, they want a love relationship, but they don't know how to put one together. They want to have family, but I I was having lunch this week with Pastor Medieros, and we see all these young single people, 30s, mid-40s, and and it seems like they, they still don't know how to put this together. They're all looking for one another but they are committing cardinal acts of sabotage against the marriage foundation and family. And so they they don't know these to be spiritual in nature. 
They don't know this to be something that you could work out. I was super impressed with uh, Pastor Kenny and Jenny's presentation at the marriage conference. Listen, we are responsible for the wealth of goodness that God has put in this house. Uh, as Pastor Kenny and Jenny were speaking about going on their 20th year of their marriage relationship and being in, in the storms and in, in the, out in the great, you know, the big sea of life and, and being able to say, so, let's do it God's way. And then see the prosperity, the peace, the blessing, the purpose. Now, they don't have little kids anymore at home. Now, they, they have young men, young women that are right on the precipice of starting their own marriage relationship. You know what they're going to do? They're going to follow their parents' example. They're going to follow that. And, and when there's not that to be had, then you have to do what Pastor Kenny and Jenny did, which is let's do it according to the Word of God. Let's build according to what the Word says we're to do. So the next verse there in Matthew 7, um, verse 26, it tells us, but everyone, at the, at the first part, it's whosoever, but now everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. So at the bottom line, you could bring a lot of noise into your marriage and into your family. You could, you could talk about million issues. But it comes down to how effectively do you allow the Word of God to lead your steps and to make your decisions. Uh, I love when people come to this church. Uh, they come from the world. So in the world, you get to do whatever you want, whatever you want, but not in the kingdom of God. There's a king in this kingdom, and, and we are all subjects. So a lot of people that have issues with rebellion, they can't be a part of the kingdom because in the kingdom, we do what the king wants. And so all we had to do is refer back to the king. So I was growing up with four young, um, uh, three sons and a daughter at our house. And they would say, hey, dad, we want, I go, I know you want this, and I want that, and mom wants that, but we're going to do what God wants. See, that, that was the key to our household. And that always kept the peace and the joy of the kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. And, and when you're not living in the kingdom, all chaos breaks loose. On Wednesday, if you weren't here, we, we, had, we shared on uh, people disoriented, people lost. And there's no uh, greater devastation to the world than lost people. People that don't know what they're doing. So there he says, who, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will liken unto a fool. A man who's unwise, who built his house on the sand, verse 27. It says, when the rains descended, just like in the first case, they have the same spiritual controversy. The floods come, and they arise from time to time. The winds blow, and they beat on that house. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that the crosshairs, that's the little little cross sign inside of a scope of a weapon. It's placed on marriage and family. Understand this. The devil doesn't care about anything in this world but to destroy marriage and the family. Why? Because this thing about marriage is the, the relationship that builds family. And family is what overcomes the kingdom of darkness. 
There's no greater place in the world than to be part of the dynamic of family. It was designed by God. And so I'm like, what's happening in our day and age? The devil has replaced family with every other sort of expression. Women would rather have a pajama party with their high school friends than get on the same page with their husband. Uh, which reminds me of one of the jokes I didn't tell yesterday. Oh, no. It says, what is the difference between a single woman and a married woman? And the difference is that a single woman comes home. She looks in the refrigerator. And then she goes to bed. And a married woman goes to her room and sees what's on the bed. And she goes into the refrigerator. So um, the scenario is the way the world does life is twisted. And I, I got the definition here with regards of those who cannot stand marriage. They have a, a fear of the marriage relationship. It's called gamma, gamophobia. Gamophobia is young people that think, wait a second, I saw mom and dad and how horrible their marriage was. I don't want to get married. And we have people like Ellen DeGeneres who grew up in a family of abuse and neglect, and she hates the heterosexual framework and paradigm of a man and a woman together because she saw so much chaos, so much pain that happens in that relationship. Uh, so now... Um, she's in a homosexual relationship, um, that which is an abomination to the word of God, that which uh, is not what God dictated. God says that that is a pathway of darkness that's full of disobedience and rebellion, and we've yet to know the depth of destruction that happens to those who choose that. It's not called the lifestyle. It's called the death style because it doesn't produce fruit, doesn't have children. And so uh, God has that dynamic, and we're fighting against that spirit strong. Right now, one of the candidates for the presidency of the United States is a homosexual man, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Um, he's a married man to another man. And, and we're, we're tiptoeing. That, that is unheard of in our day, that that, that would be a representative leadership for America. Uh, that, that is totally twisted um, and foreign to the word of God. And so we're living in those times that, that I want to tell you something. Uh, Jesus Christ is the hope of every marriage and every family relationship. Um, in the marriage relationship, men and women, instead of laying their lives down for each other, are sacrificing each other. I heard recently a woman pushed her husband or a man pushed his wife uh, over the Grand Canyon. Hey, let's go to a honeymoon on the Grand Canyon. Excuse me. And he just shoves her over the cliff. And so all these investigative forensic files and investigations of, of men that are killing their wives and wives that are murdering their husbands. And so we're at the forefront of destruction of these two uh, institutions, marriage and family. Um, the fear of family, oikophobia. I had to go looking for it. Oiko meaning family, phobia meaning uh, fear. Uh, people 
that cannot stand the family dynamic. And so you know what the church is? It's the institution of God's household. That's how it says it in the Bible. Paul tells uh, the church, he says, I'm going to show you how to conduct yourselves in the household of God. And that's what's foreign when we come from our household where everything is a chaos and a mess. Um, Usually the children are telling their parents what to do. Uh, The mom has no respect and reverence for the husband. The husband has no respect and reverence for Christ. Left to his own, he would be a little child playing games the whole time. Um, So when we come into the kingdom of God, and I tell you, 36 years ago, when my parents were in the middle of chaos and destruction and divorce, separation, um, they came to the house of God, and God healed my parents' marriage, and he healed our home. And so that's why we're proponents of these dynamics because they're the beginnings of the flourishing. I can tell you that every family, uh, we've seen it in, in these last days, uh, the founder of Amazon who is going through a divorce and separation. You imagine when you hit the highlight of prosperity, like William was saying, prosperity is not only financial, it's how, what's the health of your marriage? What's, how are you treating your wife? Because that will dictate on how God could open the heavens over your life. Pastor Medieros and Ceci were sharing that on their session. They said that they did not have the heavens pour out blessings upon them until he was able to treat her like Christ treats the church. And so we're seeing that dynamic. Uh, we're, we're saying hopefully, and this is, this is our desire, by the time our children leave our tutelage, they would have been broken in spirit. They, they're not doing what they want anymore. They're open to do what God wants. And that makes them prime candidates for a successful marriage and family. Because you can't get two selfish people together and do anything right. Two selfish people, they each want their own way. They each are destroying, sacrificing their children at the altar of their narcissism. So we have oikophobia, which is the fear of family, oikophobia, and we have gamaphobia, the fear of marriage. Now, at the end of life, when Jesus was being crucified in John 19, verse 25, um, you can see the expression of every worry that could be in this man's life. He's being crucified. He's suffering. He's the perfect sacrifice. And stood there at his cross was Jesus, his mother. And his mother's sister, which would be his aunt, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. These three women were sitting at the foot of the cross the day Jesus is dying. And Jesus sees them in verse 26. And when he saw them standing at the foot of the cross... Jesus therefore saw his mother, and he saw the disciple whom he loved. He saw John standing by his mother. He said to his mother, Behold, woman, here's your son. If if we don't understand that at the last 
breath of Christ, he's still putting family together. And so I ask you, have you identified whose son are you? Do you know who are those people God put into your life as family? And in a day and age where people hate marriage and they hate family, they, they don't understand the dynamics of the heart of God. And, and here in the last days, Christian religion has put together a lot of churches at the expense of family. Like, I'm a, I'm a believer, but I don't get along with my mom. I'm a believer, but I don't love my children. I'm a believer, but... So th- this is an antichrist environment. And he has them all in the bag because they have not understood marriage and they haven't understood family. So he said to his mother, woman, behold, here's your son. Verse 27, he says to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour on, that disciple took her to his home, to his own home. I want you to to always concentrate in measuring your spiritual devotion and consecration. As goes your marriage, so goes the family. And as goes your family, so go your destiny in the things of God. And so, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, we have a strong family dynamic, um, and, and it's only for the glory of God. It's only for the glory of God. Uh, and I've seen people destroy their families. There are people who have been in this church for over 15 years, 20 years, and they have been treated like family. When their family fell apart and had nothing, they've been welcomed into the household of God. And they say, you know something, they're like, we're out. We're not interested. You have a family conference, a marriage conference, we're not going to go. We're going to have a family retreat, we're not going to go. And so you know what the opposite is, divorce and destruction in family. So if we don't raise up a standard in our day, as to whose side we're on and, and what we live for in our life reflect that. So at the end of the day, ochophobia, the fear of the family structure, uh, a lot of people fear a father because the father's going to come and discipline you. Uh, a lot of us have not had fathers, so we've done our own thing. We come and go as we please. We honor nobody. The Bible says to honor those that God has put in your life. At the cross, we see Christ demonstrating his desire for continued family. And so I'm just going to leave you with this Sunday message that this year, excellence for our church is we're going to perfect the marriage relationship and the family relationship. And, yeah, since we come from destroyed families and we've made a mess of our own, we come into the house of God, um, if you don't perpetuate these two dynamics, um, we say that God put the family together because uh, it's a place where you don't, you're not selfish. You're living for one another. And the same thing with the marriage relationship. That's the basis of the expression of family. Father, thank you this day for your word. And we just pray, Father God, that in the coming days you would heal our land demon possession of seeing um, the destruction of our nation, the, the bipartisan um, craziness of a nation divided. 
would not prosper. But you said the same thing about family. You said a house divided would not prosper. So, Father, we're having ever more so the appearance of godliness. Um, we go around saying we're Christians, that we, we, we're crucified with Christ, that we've picked up our cross, we've denied ourselves daily, we follow you, Lord. But yet our household are sacrificed by spirits of division, derision, by treachery. We pray, Father, that you heal our land, that the blood of Jesus would cover our marriages and our families, that we might promote and prosper and allow to reach lost families and broken families and fragmented marriages and bring them into the kingdom, Lord. Let them be forgiven. Let them be made whole. Let their hearts be renewed, healed. Heal the brokenhearted, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with truth. Fill us with love. Fill us with hope, O oh God. We pray, Father God, that we might prosper in all things for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Greet one another in the love of God. Monday night we have men's group tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Make sure you're here. God bless you.